Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity. And I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease, tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about. And be that smooth, easy breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at Kristen at KristenandChill.com and we'll work something out. I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches. Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at Kristen at KristenandChill.com and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. the Ask Women podcast. Kristen is not here once again, but that is okay because I have the amazing Glenn Sandifer on with me. And Glenn has 20 years of experience in regional and national field sales and marketing roles. While building his career as a professional, Glenn has learned that success in the marketplace is often at odds with intimate relationships. And he understands how busy people can enjoy their work, but often fail to build or maintain healthy personal connections outside of office hours. So Glenn has written about the demanding business world and how it affects romantic relationships in his book, The Middle Ground, How to Get Great Dating Outcomes in a Modern World. And he is here today to tell us how to get great dating outcomes in a modern world when you're a freaking busy man with little time. So Glenn. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you to your audience for their time today. Yeah. Well, so tell me about like your background. Like how did you get to write this book? Because obviously you're a busy man. You told Mm -hmm. me before we started recording, you have two businesses. You have a wife, Mm -hmm. you have two children. So your life is pretty, pretty full, right? So Mm -hmm. how did you 
discover how to get this balance in life, this balance that everybody is trying to achieve. You're <laughs> like, I haven't figured I have it out yet. Balance. <laughs> that would assume I have the balance. You're like, I don't have it. Yeah, exactly. I don't have it. That's not what I'm here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if she told you that I figured out the balance, then she lied to you. So we keep that in the comments. But So you're establishing that I am a liar. They already know that. <laughs> no, you're not. You've no, been, I'm kidding. You've been I'm great joking. to get to know over the time. But yes, yeah, so for myself, yes, I spent the last 20 years working in various different industries, working and just really serving people. And then when I had my first opportunity to lead an organization, I decided to work on leading people, not just for their production, but leading them as individuals. And, you know, during this time, I was, I'm a Christian, I was in the church, I was in a potential teacher's program, and I was learning all these things about how to lead, yeah. you know, God's way and servant leadership. So I put it into practice in my profession, and I found that I got excellent results for them. What always came up with every person, regardless of race, religion, creed, socioeconomic class, was as they were moving up, their relationships began to suffer. And if they were not in a relationship, the ability to find a suitable spouse or significant other to become a spouse became much more difficult. Oh, interesting. So I started doing research. So I started doing articles. And this was at the beginning of the Facebook days. I think it was the Facebook. And still kind of writing just to get my thoughts out there on paper and just to see what the the response was, and it wasn't very great. So I continued to keep those articles, keep that journal going off of conversations that I had with individuals. I looked up around 15 years later, and I had spoken to over a thousand men and a thousand women. Oh, wow. And through that, I found this commonality to be true. And it also played out in my life and the life of friends and family, that the more success you have professionally, the worse potentially are your dating and relationship outcomes. So I wanted to explore that. So I did more research and gathered more information around the psychology of men and women, the psychology around dating and relationships, and partnering that with my growth and development in the business world. And it came out of me as a book. So I began the formal process of writing this book in 2019 and completed it fully in 2020. Oh, amazing. So the challenge with that, as we talked about balance, was you know, trying to nurture a marriage, two children, move to a new market, and just finding space for that. And that actually made me a better, you know, a better professional and a better leader because I was able to prioritize each of the things that were the most important. Oh, it's amazing. And one thing that I talk about in the book is understanding exactly what you want and who you are. During this process, I was married and I went through a divorce really oh, bad wow. divorce. And how I decided to look at the divorce is I said, what did I do wrong? What did I miss? And what am I lacking? So that right there is a whole pod series. Oh, 100%. And so I went through two years of counseling. And in that counseling, I determined a number of things that I had missed and a number of things that I had over-evaluated and overestimated as far from a work standpoint. So I put in the word which ultimately came out as saying, what do I want? What do I qualify for? What does who I qualify for want for me? And how do I go get it? So that is the book. Okay. And so the first part of part one of the book is the triggering. We talk about how we got here. We talk about the six type of men. We talk about the six type of women. And we go through a soft conclusion. 
part two, which will be available in 2023, goes through what do you want? How do you reach the middle ground? Call to action. And then part three is kind of the culmination of both books and the stories that have been told to help give the audience a proper illustration on how the work can be completed. I love it. I want to dive into part one because like right away, like my ears perked up when you were talking about as people get more successful, they find it more challenging to be in relationships. And I'd like to understand Mm -hmm. that more because you said you dove into the psychology of it. Like, what is it about success? Is it because you have lack of time because your passion is towards something else? Like, is this just men who have a harder time or is it women as well? No, it's both. And I I would argue that women have a harder time because the premise is women have more access to opportunity, power, money, success in corporate world, and then entrepreneurship at any time in history. So with that success, you start to build a taste and a lifestyle around that. Mm -hmm. So as you build for yourself, whether you're a business owner and I'm making $300,000 in revenue and I'm ready to grow it to 600 next year and do my first round of hiring, that's a different mindset than someone who's an administrative profession or even just a teacher. For sure. In an elementary space, different mindset. So what that mindset creates for you in that five-year period is now in your dating outcomes, you need someone that is on that level or higher and you find that you can't get that. And you try to ask yourself why. And the reality is the men that would be on that level are not interested in your success. They're interested in you helping them sustain and achieve more success. So it becomes a challenge for a woman who spent five years building her Mm -hmm. business, Mm -hmm. hiring people. She has people that are responsible for her to give that up to a guy or a man that she just met and get on his plan and his program when her program's working just fine. So then what she does is she dates down. Interesting. I'm going to talk about it in the book. If she's a modern woman, which most would be in that scenario and making 300 and trying to move her revenues to 600... The men that are going to be attracted to her, we call them certain types. They're going to be the F boy or the city boy. They're going to be the dude or the guy, or they're going to be the male. And she's not going to be satisfied with the outcome of those three, because what she wants is a traditional outcome from a traditional man or a high value man. And it's really difficult for that traditional man or that high value man to come and get on board with that program. So I want to ask more questions because this is fascinating to me. So when you say traditional man, do you mean somebody who is more conservative and views the family as man at the top, making the money? Is that what you mean by traditional or? No, a traditional man. Let's look at, in the book, I talk about both of my grandfathers. Okay. Both came home from World War II. They were able to buy homes in the same neighborhood. They married women from their hometown in the state of Mississippi brought them back up north, and they both had seven kids. Good God. (laughs) Those men had a traditional outcome. They had women that did not work outside of the home unless they wanted them to. They had women that took care of the children and the home. Right. So that's what I was meaning, like old school type of family structure. Yeah. So that, that old school structure, but it's important to understand this about that traditional man. That traditional man is doing all of that because he gets joy and happiness out of providing that for a family. Of course. And he needs a traditional woman in order to make to validate that. So a modern woman's not going to validate that for her because she's going to want to go out and get her own. And that's where the conflict arises. Right. Is there a way to help these more traditional men be more open to the modern woman? Or are you not seeing that happen? The traditional men are not going to be open. The traditional men are not going to be open to a modern woman. So what about these high value men? So are those, are those different men or mm-hmm. is that the same category? High value men is a different 
is a different category. And I talk about high value men and high value women. High value men typically are, yeah, they're going to be traditional in their sentiment and in their expectation, but high value takes time. Okay. And what people miss in this space communicating about high value, you're not going to be 22 in high value. You're not going to be 32. You may not be 42 in high value. You're going to have a track record where other men of high value are going to pull you in and say, come be with us because you meet not only the financial threshold, but also the characteristics and the, the ultimate character of a, what a high value man is supposed to be. And I talk about that in the book. So I see something interesting for the guys that are listening to this podcast is there is a hole for them to dive in and swoop mm-hmm. in and get these amazing modern women, which I would say is a big chunk of the female population now who are more modern women who do want to have jobs, whether they're a badass entrepreneur who makes more money than the man or just in general, a modern woman who may not fit in traditional lifestyle or a modern woman who is okay with traditional lifestyle, but is modern in other ways. So is there a way for the guys who are listening to this podcast to, obviously, I don't want them to adjust their values, adjust their beliefs, but to appeal to these more successful women or women who are labeling themselves as more modern, open-minded women, what could the men listening to this podcast do to swoop in and get these women that apparently others don't want? I didn't say that they don't want them. I don't believe that. Okay. There are men, and I say that for a modern woman, what she typically gets based off of what I've heard and I've researched and I've had conversations around, she gets an F-boy that causes all of the problems and creates the toxicity in her belief around men. The guy who she's not into, there's no chemistry, there's no true physical attraction, but he's available, or the male. And the males are men by design who are more emotional and they lead with their emotion. Modern women typically want 50-50. So as a man who's listening to this podcast, if you find yourself wanting to be with a modern woman who, in this example I'll give, is a baddie entrepreneur making 300K, ready to go to 600K and hire her next three employees, she's going to want someone who is a partner. And a partnership works Mm -hmm. fine in today's modern standard. That male is going to have to evolve to a modern man. And in order to be that modern man is going to take work on his part. What kind of work? What would that mean? The first is a, I like to say it's a spiritual journey. So you have to, spiritual and kind of a moral journey. You have to know what your center is and what you believe. And you can't be wavered by the culture. The next, you would have to get over your emotions. You can't be led in a relationship with a modern woman by your emotions because she's not going to want that. Mm -hmm. She's going to want you. What does your audience say? I need him to step Mm -hmm. up. I need him to level up. And the area where the males tend to struggle is with their emotions. They're always one call, one networking event, one quarter away from their success that they're looking for. And it takes work and time for traditional men, high value men to get to that status. And they understand that the males don't, the males don't understand why they're at their, I don't understand what's going on. Why am I not successful? And modern women who are successful making 300 going to 600, they don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. Because they are coming in as a woman and having this success. So why am I going to sit here and tolerate a man who I have identified as a male? Why am I going to tolerate that? What am I getting out of that? So he's going to have to evolve. So it's going to be spiritual. It's also going to have to be financial. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to make the adjustment 
because a modern woman who is 50-50 has a lifestyle that she can afford and she's not giving it up. Mm -hmm. This is actually very interesting. So I was on a podcast the Mm -hmm. other day and the host of the show was asking me, because in his own life, he had gone through a divorce because of this. He had said, as you started, he was asking me, as you started to make more money, has that made you less attracted to your husband? You know, I have a very straight answer for that. My answer is no, it has not. But it's interesting because what you're saying is, as I started to make more money, I do think that my husband has stepped more into being the modern man. Mm -hmm. And like my husband says all the time that he likes that I make more money than him. And he is my biggest cheerleader and he wants to support it and he can't wait to be a house husband. But he also is learning so much more about his emotions and how to be strong for himself and for myself. I mean, he's like a badass on his own in so many other areas, but he's not crumbling because I'm making more money than him, which is really interesting. I think... And modern men won't crumble. You could make $25 million a year. I don't like to do celebrity relationships, but let's do a couple. Okay. Who is Rihanna with right now? Who is Rihanna with? She's a billionaire. Who is Rihanna with? I have no idea. The audience knows, and they're going to put it in the chat. Yeah. He's one of the ASAP boys. I think it's Ferg or Rocky. I don't know. But he's a rapper who was a mid-tier rapper who's had a lot of success with a lot of singles. He's gone on to Rihanna's program, and he's out there supporting her. They're going to have the baby probably while she's performing at the Super Bowl. Okay. That doesn't work for you. I'll give you another. Who is Serena Williams married to? Oh, my God. He's a badass on his own. He's the owner of Reddit. Who has more money? I think she does. And she played tennis. Right. So he came in and recognized she's a badass on her own. She's the great, I argue, she's the greatest athlete in our modern history because no one has won as much as she has, especially the individual level. He knew he had to come in and work with that and get on that plan. So those two men are examples of men who are saying what your husband is. And I tell modern women all the time, it's out there for you. You're just going to have to adjust what you're expecting. If you're a modern woman, don't expect a traditional man and expect a traditional outcome. That's not what you're negotiating. You're negotiating for a modern relationship and a modern man to come alongside and work with you. You want 50-50. And I believe that what we find in this space and with people who are consuming this content, they're starting to come to that realization. Maybe I'm not going to get a high value man. I don't want that. I want to make my money. I want him to make his. I'm going to need him to cheerlead for me. I'll cheerlead for him when it's time. I'm going to need help with our children. I'm going to need help with the house chores because I'm out here doing this. So I want that. And so modern men, so males and modern men typically are stepping in this place and they're filling that gap. It's on the women to make the decision that those men are valuable and worth their time. Interesting. So it's mainly guys who listen to this show. So Let's say I have a guy listening to the show who is a traditional man. Is there a way for him to be with a modern woman? He has to adjust his values, obviously, right? And his perception of what he thinks. One of the two, they're going to have to adjust. Who's going to adjust? Typically in our society, who does their adjust? Women. Okay, so she's going to have to adjust. She's making 300, about to make 600. Is she going to adjust for him? Right. But again, these are men listening to the show who are very open to shifting. But that is important for men to understand that dynamic. If you're a traditional man and you're waiting on a modern woman to shift her values, you're going to be waiting. You're going to be waiting. Why would you put yourself through that and why would you waste her time? Because there are plenty of traditional women out there, but 
most of the traditional men are not really finding them because I find that the traditional man is kind of stuck between the high value and the modern role. So if I'm a traditional man, and let's take profession out, mm-hmm. but I want a traditional outcome. I want a woman who's going to make the investment in our household, make the investment in our children, while I go out, make the money, I provide, protect, profess, I'm the priest in my home. That's what I'm going to do every day. I don't care if she works at Arby's part-time. A traditional man is not going to go after. The traditional dynamic is not centered around money and lifestyle. It's centered around family, which is the traditional output. So a modern woman and a modern man, that's not how they're living their life for the traditional output. The traditional output would be nice, but if I have to sacrifice my income or sacrifice my opportunity, I'm not going to do that. This is all very interesting. I like this. Okay, I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk more with you about balancing relationships with career and kids. Because I think that's a, a really important topic. I know we touched on it at the beginning and I know it's part of book number two, but I want to dive into it. So we will be back with Glenn Sandifer right after this. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your Super Bowl betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds and team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online, with betting options for everything from the national anthem to the halftime show and even the Gatorade bath. Bet Online is your Super Bowl headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to check out the most comprehensive Super Bowl info on the web. Don't forget to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to get in on all the betting action. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. We are back with Glenn Sandifer and we are going to dive into balance. Balance is a huge thing that so many people have difficulty with, right? Like I have a lot of guys that I work with right now who are part of my inner circle coaching program. And some of them even have challenges coming on to the calls every single week because they are not able to balance their work life with their learning life, let alone with their own relationships. Because I think work is overruling so many people. So I would love to hear your thoughts on on balance. Like, How do you get this balance in your life? And how do you make it work for everybody in the relationship and in a household? I'm confused by the statement, they can't come on to coaching. Are they paying for the coaching? 
Trust me, I don't understand it either. It makes no sense to me at all. They'll come on some yeah. weeks, they'll not come on other weeks. It's very strange. Yes. I teach, it's time blocking. So I teach all of my new hires in my current profession time blocking in their first week. I say that between the hours Eastern, let's just say eight to five, you should know what your day looks like by your calendar telling you where you need to be. And when you don't have a successful day, I know you haven't time blocked. So when someone on my team is a high performer, they have time blocked successfully, not just through the week, but the quarter and the year. So those who are time blocking tell their time where it needs to go, just like people who are investors to send out a dollar and want four back. You tell your dollar where to go and your dollar will reward you. So the first thing I say is you have to be honest about your capacity. I believe men specifically in this space and traditionally modern men are overcommitting because they believe that those commitments get them to the next level. I totally agree. And it's not making the commitment, it's executing consistently with your commitments. Mm -hmm. So I would say you have to be honest about your time. If you're a father of four children under the age of five, you can't learn golf. (laughs) So why do you have golf lessons? Yeah. Get rid of the golf lessons. Because people are told they have to have this balance and they need to sketch out time for themselves. But you can't. So if you want time for yourself, you better figure out time for yourself when the kids are down during a specific season or when you have a grandparent or a consistent trusted babysitter to get things done. So you have to know your commitments. The second thing is, you know, from a commitment standpoint, you have to understand what is the priority and the true priority. So I like to say, whatever your priorities tell you is important, you probably need to ask yourself that question twice. Meaning, is it really important for me to have season tickets to the NFL team in my town right now? And let me break that down. We all love the NFL. It's number one is key. I got to get up. I got to get dressed. I got to go downtown and tailgate or go downtown and eat. Then I got to park either on the stadium or offsite, get to the game. I'm at the game, central 12 o'clock, one o'clock Eastern kickoff. The game's not over until 3.50. So I've literally been there 11, 12, one, two, three, four, six hours on a Sunday. What could I achieve on six hours on a Sunday during the fall and the winter? I'm going to watch the game for two hours at home. And then going to have, may go out with guys once a month to figure that out, just to get that time in for our fantasy league and get time with that. And then I want to focus on the rest of the needs for the family. Remember, I'm a guy who has all these, I got four kids under the age of seven. So I need to be present. Once that last kid gets 10, fellas, they're not going to want you around anyway. Right, exactly. They're going to be glad. Bye, bye. And I'm a part of the entree leadership team. And that's one of the things that a leader talked about. He was like, I could not pick up golf until my daughter was 11 years old. All of a sudden, my Saturdays and Sundays opened up. And I was just like, I was sitting around the house. Hey, what's everyone doing? And they all had schedules. Wife had a schedule. I was just sitting there. And I was like, well, there's nothing to fix or do. So he picked up golf and he wanted to do it for, I think, around 15 years. So he finally was able to do it and he loves golf. The same can be said for season tickets. Season tickets should be extreme luxury, but it does take not just a financial investment, a time investment. What else could you be doing with that time that would allow you to move everything else forward? So then just kind of understanding what that's understanding the priority. And then I think the final thing is it would be communication. If you're a high earning man 
who has responsibilities for large chunks of revenue for your organization or you're owning your business, you have to be able to communicate that with your significant other. And she has to understand that. I got $150 million that is due this quarter. So I've been working towards that on my end. What I need help from you with is blank. And you have to prioritize when you're not doing that, the needs for the family at home. I love that. The truth is, is for anybody who's at, and you're not even a high earner, it's anybody who's at any stage, like here's where I am at, here's what I need from you. That communication mm-hmm. should be had at every level of success or every level of your career, or every level of where you want to be as an individual with the partner in your life, either with somebody that you're dating or with a long-term relationship. I think like that communication is key. So that's a very important point that you made. And I think that's where we start off wrong. We typically fail in the beginning. We don't fail at the end. Yeah. We fail at the beginning because most of the time we choose poorly. We choose incorrectly. And what I try to talk about in the first part of the book are the men and women. You should be able to identify in one conversation what you're up against as a man, what type of woman you're up against, and as a woman, what type of man you're up against. And if it doesn't align, don't waste each other's time. And it's okay because all of you are on dating apps anyway. So there's going to be someone else to swipe through. And if you pick right in the beginning, it's easier to have that conversation, especially during that dating phase. All right. Yeah. Right now, you know, I got to travel a little bit more. So I'm going to be gone a couple of weeks, but I'm going to try to make it up. How does that land for you? And if they say, I don't like that, I need you to be available. I need this type of thing. I need you here. I need that. Then that's not the person for you. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Move on. Move on before all the feelings get involved and all the hurt and the toxicity develops because you guys were both honest with yourselves and honest with each other about what you require from the relationship. Definitely. It's so funny because I was talking about this with my sister recently because so many people in the first few months to six months of a relationship, you don't really say anything about your wants because at the time your wants are that other person. You're enjoying them. So, you know, as you move through the relationship, when things start to like hurt a little bit, like, oh, you know, Sundays are my day to be with my boys, but okay, I'm going to say that I'll hang out with her. People don't typically announce that that is typically what they do. So the other person doesn't know, or they don't set that boundary in place from the beginning saying, you know what? I love hanging out with you. I love everything about you, but Sundays are my day for my boys and they will always be my day. If I'm not free on Sunday, it's not because I don't care about you. It's because that is a really important thing for me. And I think what happens in relationships is things start to creep up around like the six month mark Mm -hmm. where people are taken back because they're shocked by all these new things and new information that's coming out, which makes it feel like there's a shift in the dynamic between the two. Or they feel misled. Misled. Absolutely. Oh, the real you is coming out now. The football is the perfect example. Let's say you met someone in the spring. There's no football. There may be baseball or basketball, but football is different. So you go all summer hiking kayaking, what is the thing everyone likes, the Bonnaroo and Coachella, the music festivaling. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the picnicking, beach day, you do that, and then the fall hits. And it's like, mm, house football's coming around. You know, Ohio State's gonna got a good team this year. Gotta, I got to go to opening weekend in Columbus. Oof, let's see what my Colts are going to do this year. Oh, I got my season tickets. And then all of a sudden, you've been spending all Sunday with this person. This person has built in their mind, because that's honestly what they do, guys. They'll build, oh, we're going to be together every Sunday. Sundays are perfect. And then, boom, on Saturday, you're watching football. You're watching game day. And then you're watching Ohio State in the afternoon. And then you want to get together. And she's mad. And then on Sunday, you do the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
once September yeah. hit. She's like, what happened? You don't like me anymore. You're not attracted to me anymore. And what does yeah. she do? What does she do? She talks to her friends about it instead of mm-hmm. talking to him. Yep. And then it all just breaks down before mm-hmm. Halloween. And they repeat the cycle. They rinse and repeat that cycle. And I actually think that's more toxic and hurtful than even swiping left or right. I agree with because you. Because you're making this investment in trying to bond with this person and you continue to break it off instead of just being honest up front. Yeah. I will say this is not popular. Come to your first coffee meeting with your list, your non-negotiables. So when you're getting to know someone, there's no risk. This isn't a job interview because you got laid off. There's no risk. You don't know them. So it's just like, hey, you know, just meeting you. Great. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, you know, just want to talk a little bit about what I do. Here's my profession. It's going to take a lot of investment. The next five years of my life are going to be this. So I'm really looking for someone to come alongside and work with me through that. And she may say, no, I don't need that because I got this next group, this portion of my career. I'm up for partner and I really need someone to come alongside and help with that. Okay, well, you know, it doesn't seem like we're really compatible, you know, from that standpoint. So why don't we just have coffee in here? Yeah, you know, that sounds good. You know, nice to meet you. And then you see them off at a gala in the fall. That's fine. Versus coming to that first dinner, your dinner at Ruth Chris, dressed up, ready to go, thinking you're going to get lucky. And then you guys just try not to mess it up. We try not to break it. I don't want to mess this up. It's been so long since I've been on a date, yeah. a real date. So yeah. come with your, your list of your non-negotiables. Just come with two. And then those non-negotiables, you know what they are. And the reason you try to hide them is because you know they're going to be something that someone's going to question. So just come with mm-hmm. them in the beginning and let it be known. Yeah. And you can say it really casually as well. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be so interviewee. You can Mm -hmm. just bring that up casually in conversation. Yeah, my career is super important to me. Like my plan for the next five years is Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then like just see where the other person is at. I I know you just said that people don't like this, that you say that, but I completely agree with that as well. I'm totally on board with that. Like in your mind, have your two non-negotiables and work them into conversation so that it's very clear who you are and what you're looking for in a partner and let them decide if they can bite on to what you are putting out there to offer. I love that. Yep. I do. Yeah. All right. Actually, I'm going to wrap up the show now because I think you gave away some really good information and I want people to go and read your book because I think there's a ton more in there. Like I would love to know about the types of women, the types of men, all of it, but I feel like we'd be here for a long time and people should go read the book. Yes, that's part two. Okay. People go read the book and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. And I've been finding a lot of people have preferred after reading the book uh, from a content standpoint, let's go live. And I'm like, sure, I'll go live with your audience. I don't care. I love it. Okay, so the book is called The Middle Ground, How to Get Great Dating Outcomes in a Modern Dating World. And we touched a little bit on it in this podcast, but I know there is so much more in that book that is very important to you, especially if you want to be dating the modern woman, mm-hmm. I think. So very, very interesting. Thank you so much, Glenn, for coming on. I'm glad we finally got to catch up and speak. I know. Yeah. So actually, do you want to tell people where they can get the book? Can they get it on Amazon or would you prefer them go somewhere else? Yes. So the book is available on Barnes & Noble. It's available on Amazon as well. It's available on Amazon through Kindle Unlimited, Kindle and paperback. We also have our website, themiddlegroundbook.com, where you can sign up for our email list, join our community, join the conversation, and you'll be able to see all of the content where I join a number of podcasts just like this to get more of a flavor for what we're trying to build here with the middle ground. I love it. 
I love it. Thanks for coming on to the show. New episodes of the Ask Woman podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show and make sure to share the information that you listen with any other man that you know will gain from what we discuss on this show. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 